it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben's Punani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. If you sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it here. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. What are these numbers in your block list? I remember when you used to block as much as me. Why do you want to hear them out now? Who gave you a reason to entertain for creep? Sis, you know I will cuss them anytime. Anyone who tries a ting, I will drag them for you. And that's how much I care for you Don't act now, let us cuss them back now Just like we used to go, you know they ain't cool I don't understand Guess it's just a shame Oh no, that, wow Guess it's just a shame We gotta go through this <laughs> You're falling behind on growing your block This, I never, no, sorry I can't because you know the three-part harmony in the one twelve song yeah I don't ever know where I want to go I feel like I want to kind of go with all three you, this is why I'm bad in choirs because I always want to sing everybody else's part and it's like no Kalechi you're an alto you have to stay in your bit but then I'm just like oh but it's cool what they're doing over there I want to sing that bit it's like no you can't sing that bit you have to sing your bit okay um but anyway that song was one twelve. it's over now Baby, it's a shame we gotta go through this. We didn't even talk, girl. We don't even kiss. I never would have thought we'd be breaking up like this. But it's over now. It's over now. Yeah, see, I kind of remember it when it's their one. But anyway... Anyway, I'll work on that for my for my album, for my EP, for my mixtape, for my mixtape, Kolechnikov's mixtape. Um. <laughs> anyway, welcome, welcome to another episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, Suck Your Mum. And it's me, Kolechi, who can't find where she belongs in the harmony. Oi, that's a bar, that's a lyric, write it down. <laughs> I'm extremely happy to be here, but I'm also extremely tired. Um, Yesterday, uh, yeah, that was like, yeah, the other day is best to describe it to you. I was so exhausted. I couldn't even get out of bed. Like my whole body was aching because got back from New York and I don't know if it was the time difference or walking up and down, up and down Manhattan um, that fucked me up. Um, but I was just so tired. Um, yeah. So I think it's good to share these things because I think people just think like, oh, she's a superhero. She's doing all of these things. Now, fam, I am fucking exhausted. I'm tired, like all of the time. This is why I need to have my things like meditation, uh, you know, like meditation and going to um you know, like going to BJJ, um, running, it seems like, oh, well, those are still activities, but they're ways that um, help me to decompress because, oh, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot, man. It's a lot. But, you know, I'm back from New York. Your baby girl's back from New York. It was um, an amazing uh, experience to have that uh, experience with my family was wonderful, you know, getting flued out. Cause you know, I stay in my bag. I stay in my bag. Okay. No. Um, it was, it was one, it was wonderful. It was wonderful to have that experience with them. Um, it was Lev's first trip, which I think is so hilarious. Like, I feel like he came to earth and he was just like, look, brokey, I don't do your little trips to Europe. Okay. You bitches can't even spell Prague. Okay. He was like, I'm going to NYC. Do you understand that? Mummy? Okay. Get those boobs ready. <laughs> and- <laughs> 
yeah, the baby boy's first trip was, you know, all the way to New York. It was, um, yeah, it was really, really, it was really wonderful. It was a wonderful uh, trip to have with him and to have my, with my partner. It was, it was really nice. It was really nice. And I think that the whole time, and it, for now, to be honest, it, to, up till now, it all still feels surreal. Like you man just hollered at me, jumped in my inbox and were like, boo, do you want to go to New York um, for this dove uh, trip for this screening of this new um, series that will be on smartphones and that for Girls Room uh, created <clears throat> by Lena Waith. Um, yeah, so I was just like, okay, um, I'll come through. I'll come through and had to do like all the negotiation bits and whatever. And I just think that it's interesting what happens when you don't second guess yourself and you take ownership of your own things like I've always done things for myself in it so whenever I kind of delegate to somebody else I always feel a bit out of sorts because I'm just like you can't let your higgy hagger energy come and spoil things for me you know um so yeah it, it was it was kind of good to kind of be doing things of my own accord and, and getting opportunities of um, my own accord. That doesn't mean that there weren't bits that I was looking sideways at. And I honestly can't do this influencer thing the way that you man do this influencer thing in it. Cause I'll spark somebody in their face. Um, because there were numerous points where I was just like, whew, somebody's playing with me, but you know, we thank God. We thank God. We just keep it moving, but I never want you to think it's one of them things where everything was smooth, smooth, because I do feel like for things like this, there are things that I would definitely do differently next time. Um, because yeah, sometimes the respect isn't there the way it needs to be with, um, a lot of these things, but overall, you know, I'm so thankful to God and I'm still processing the whole thing. I can't believe that I went, you know, it's all, it's all mad. It's all mad. So if Essence Fest want to bring me through to New Orleans, like that's where Narlands, that's where I'd like to go. I really want to go Essence Fest. Like I'd love to. Um, and other bits, you know, I'm, I'm available. Um, but yeah, that was, that was really, really cool. That was a really cool trip. Um, we walked a hell of a lot. So that's probably why my body was just like Narciss. And then I was doing chin-ups with Lev, um, in their gym. The gym had such low lighting in the hotel that we were staying in, like the hotel, um, yeah, the lighting in the gym was poor, very, very poor. I felt like I needed a torch to actually get a workout done in there. It's weird. But it was nice to be staying in like, was it Soho? Yeah, we're staying in Soho in New York. That was cute. Um, I still feel like the food in New York leaves a lot to be desired, but my baby girl, Clara Ampho, she suggested going to Miss Lily's um, and I went there. That was really nice food. And I think when I was there, is it Ducky? Ducky, the supermodel, she was sitting behind us as well. Um so that that was that was really cute. It was it was a really is it Dukey or Ducky? I don't know, you know. Sometimes let me not go and butcher people's names. But anyway, that Miss Lily's was nice anyway. That's why I wanted to say. Whereas um and I know people sent me lots of other suggestions, but I was literally only there for three days. So couldn't cover all of them and all the donut places that I knew to go to to get a donut they'd all shut down, which really aggravated me. Like I went bed I went around, around, around. And couldn't get anything. Um, and then came back to Manhattan. But I'll be back in New York. I feel like I'll be back soon. I know that something will happen. Something will shift and I'll be back there very soon. And it was nice to not fly in economy as well. I've seen the light. I've seen the light and I'm so sorry. Like I'm the life of being a broke bitch is over. I can't do it anymore. Like this God wants better for me. I want better for me. I'm no longer doing economy. Thanks so much. It's not even like I was doing very much higher than we were only in premium economy, but mate, I'm, I'm not doing economy anymore. So from now on, it's business or first. That's all I want to see. That's all I deserve. After all the hard work that I, I pushed a human out of my vagina. I think I deserve business class, he, you know, henceforth. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. That's the end of this episode. Peace. I'm joking. I'm joking. Let's get into the things. So anyway, um, tarot, let's get into the tarot bit first. And the tarot is really, really nice. It's really nice. Um, for many reasons. And I think it's reflecting my energy at the moment. So I'll, you know, as I always do, I'll link it to me and then link it to y'all. Um, 
Well, the first card, the first card that came out is the Temperance in reverse, and you see um, a black woman with braids looking beautiful and she's got red wings and she's pouring from one cup into another cup and um the sun is behind her and you've got like sunflowers growing behind her and she's got one foot in the water and one foot on the land and I just think that this is um it always reminds me of um our archangels firstly who are watching over us um but it also reminds me, you know, archangels, ancestors, that kind of vibe, like spirit guides watching over us. But um, also to think about ourselves as, um, you know, these beings having, these spiritual beings having this human experience, having one foot in the spiritual realm and having one foot in a uh, physical realm. And the reason I think the card has come out upside down is because there is no balance at the moment. There is, there's that lack of balance. Maybe some of us are too much in the um, physical world and not spending enough time um, really honing our spiritual capabilities. And I know that I, for one, um, am guilty of that. Usually I meditate and I just go off to this place, but I haven't had time. I've been so busy and having, not having time is not a good excuse because you have time to be scrolling and doing all sorts on social media. So you have time to, you know, to broaden and to deepen your spiritual practice. So that was a self drag, but also the reason that that card comes out, having that out of balance feeling is because the Ace of Pentacles is the next card. Um, so when I think about that, um, and you think of the image of the Ace of uh, Pentacles, it's a hand, like literally the hand of God presenting you a massive big coin. And again, it's, there's um, light rain radiating out of it. So the idea of a sun, again, shining. Actually, in all four of these cards, you see the sun. In literally all four of them, the sun is in the background. And I'll talk about that in more depth shortly. So, yeah, the sun is in the palm of God's hand and it's being presented to you in the shape of a coin. So you're being presented something. Um, and then you've got daffodils at the bottom as well of this card. So it just makes me think about the fact that this is a new beginning. You've been offered something that is going to lead you to a new beginning, but you're feeling out of sorts because ultimately you don't feel emotionally, spiritually aligned or ready or mature enough to now have the things that are coming your way, the blessings that are coming your way. And that's a mad feeling. And I feel like that's why getting my head, for instance, around the whole New York trip and then certain other opportunities that have come my way, um, I'm struggling to get my head around it because although cognitively I'm aware that I've worked so hard and I know that God loves me so much that I am deserving of the things that are coming my way, there's still an aspect of me, um, a very deep aspect of me that still sees myself as unworthy or not enough. You know, that's the constant narrative that I work through in therapy. Also, big up better help for sponsoring this episode. Boop, boop. Um, get back to what I was talking about. Um, this is the main thing that I, the main theme that I'm working through in therapy, this idea of not being enough. And, and speaking with Danielle, who I've currently got um, through BetterHelp, um, ch chatting about this and, you know, she would give me exercises to say like, OK, imagine that you're in a court of law and then you are saying, you know, you're not enough. I want you to give me proof with beyond reasonable doubt that you are not enough. Give me proof that you are not enough. And there I, I don't have proof because I know that I'm more than enough and I know that I'm more than enough in God's love. But I guess maybe it's the history of abuse or whatever. Like I just, I'm always kind of fretting that I'm not doing enough. I'm not enough. I'm not enough. I'm not enough. So then suddenly these opportunities are coming and then that same narrative is coming up where I'm like, woo, yes, I deserve this. I've done so well. Like this is the natural um, kind of um I guess the natural, uh, I thought the word's gone out of my head, but the next thing that would happen, um, natural result of the work that I've put in and the person that I am, yet I'm on a subconscious level, I'm like, oh, but I'm not enough, I'm not enough. So I think that some of us are feeling that energy of being faced with the things that we've worked so hard for, being faced with the things that we have been spiritually evolving for and then going, oh, that looks so beautiful. Are you sure it's for me? You know, that's the mad thing. You know, you've been toiling away, toiling away, I guess, like in the image of a kitchen, you've been working away and you're the one that's made the feast, you know, nobody's doing you any rascal favours. Like you worked in the kitchen, you made the, this feast and now you've gone to sit down to eat your feast 
that God has helped you to prepare. And then you're looking at it going, oh, wow, this all looks too beautiful for me. Um, This all looks too good for me. No, because you're the one who made it. So it's perfectly beautiful for you. Like it's your thing. You can have it. So yeah, it's, it's one thing to want your blessings. It's quite another thing to believe that you're deserving of them when they arrive. That's, that's the thing that fucks you up that nobody or not many people sit down to really have a discussion about how, your kind of um, inner demons and your inner naysayers jump up when suddenly your blessings arrive. Um, Yeah. Um, And the next card after that is the Ace of Cups. Again, the sunshine is behind and the hand of God is reaching out, presenting you with the cup. Um, And there's a little blue heart on the top and the uh, the cup is overflowing. So we've got that idea again of pouring in and out of yourself you've got the water energy and you've got the earth energy there as well. So literally what I was talking about, the spiritual realm and the physical realm. So there is a balance, like the things that are being offered to you are being offered to you because there it can meet your spiritual needs and it can meet your physical needs. Like all of it is there, but you have to believe that you are deserving of them. Not just like saying it, saying it, but truly believe that you're deserving of them. And I know that people often say, and you know, obviously we've got the say your mind affirmation cards. People are like, oh, affirm the bad thoughts away, affirm the bad thoughts away. But I think like affirmations are wonderful, but I also think sometimes you have to sit with, these doubts and these naysaying thoughts in your head and hear them out hear them out on the basis of just understand where they're trying to come from understand where the wounding is and when you understand where the wounding is then I guess you can help to heal it rather than going la 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 in the form of affirmations and talking over them because they'll never stop talking you know and they're only going to want to talk louder if you just keep trying to you know drown them out so I think that there's um that element as well So we've got temperance in reverse, ace of pentacles, and then ace of cups. Like everything you've wanted, everything that you've worked for, everything you've desired is now here. Um, To desire something, I think I was reading from Jessica Dore, but um, to desire something is an alchemy within itself because you desire it and then you go after it. So you're putting two things together and um, helping them to alchemize to create something new, to create a reality. So you had this desire, you put the work in and then boom, look at what you've created. You've created, I don't know, gold. Let's go for gold right now. So you've alchemized this thing, you've created gold and you go, oh, that's too valuable for me. I'm going to step right away from that. But you created it. So you are deserving of it. It's your thing. And the card that came up in um, reverse, the last card. So it's funny that the reading starts with a major arcanas, uh, major arcana and ends with a major arcana. The card that came out um, in reverse is death. And the reason that card came out, um, it, to me, it's because all all that's underlying in all of this is a fear of loss I don't want to be excited about these things that are happening in case they stop happening. But you have to ask yourself, why would they stop happening? You, Everything that you've done to this point got you here and these things, you know, have been growing since. Why would it stop happening? Because when you start thinking like, oh, it can stop happening, it can stop happening, that's when greed kicks in and you start doing grabby grabby and you start misbehaving because you think that this isn't um, an endless supply. You think that the supply is going to end, so you're going to try and hoard all of it as much as possible, which isn't healthy. Understand that the well that you're drinking from is ever abundant, like it's the well um, from God, like that is of eternal life. Like they've called it eternal life for a reason. Like God will keep giving you that. Um, it's not going to end. So you don't have to fear it's ending. And yeah, sometimes things that look very similar to this haven't worked out, you know, and, um, I had that sort of energy like before Christmas as well. Some things don't, but they also do not because they work in the way that God wants them to. And I ultimately believe that, um, all things work for good, um, for the, you know, for the, um, you know what I mean? All things work for good for those who believe in the Lord. Like that's it. Like, even if it feels like it didn't work at the time, 
it didn't work at the time for a reason. So you can't now compare that time to this time. They're different times. Yeah. So embrace what's happening now and don't fear loss. Don't fear grief because yeah, loss and grief are a definite part of life, but you don't need to start prophesying them on every fucking situation. This situation is different. Let this situation be what it is. And the reason that death is in reverse again is because it's a new beginning, just like I said in all the other cards. And even when you look at the death card upright, there is sun, there is a sun shining right at the back, right at the back of all of this because the sun will rise again like they say like um sorrow endure for you know sorrowing or crying um endure for a night but um joy cometh in the morning this is your joy the morning has come this is your joy the joy has arrived so can you please like send your face towards the sun follow the sun like just do that and there will be, you know, like with the death thing, I think also there's that idea of shame and embarrassment. And what comes to my mind is obviously Oprah dropped on stage um, last week. By the time you're listening to this, she was doing her show in Los Angeles and she had J-Lo coming through as well, who also dropped on stage um, a little while back. I think it was in Vegas. But um so we've got Oprah, this 66-year-old amazing woman who's done all of these wonderful things and... Um, she's achieved so much. And I, I, you know, I've talked about Oprah on the show before. You look at her and you think that this is somebody who, you know, must not make the same mistakes that I make anymore. Like she must just be on the next level doing what she's doing. And then she's giving this speech on stage about balance and boss, boss, she's on the floor, bossa. She's on the floor like that, landing on her hands and her knees. And then she sat on her bum and then she said, new shoes, so I think she said like her new slick shoes, um, because you know, when you get new shoes and they're just slick at the bottom and then the stage was slick as well. And so basically she just dropped and she's now become a meme. And I can't say that I might not use those memes. I'm just letting you know, disclaimer. But anyway, um, she dropped and she got back up, took her shoes off and continued. And when I saw the video, I didn't feel to laugh because you know, sometimes you see people drop and it's just funny, but no, I didn't feel to laugh. All I thought was like, it's like spirit spoke to me and said, sorry, I'm banging the mic. Spirit spoke to me and said, even Oprah falls. Some of the, for every win that you're seeing that people have, understand that they've had many L's, many losses, many falls that you haven't seen, but you've seen this one and look at the way she got up, took her shoes off, the things that were hindering her. She took the shoes off because that was the hindrance and she continued with what she was doing and she was applauded for it. And that in itself is a lesson. When you fall, look at what made you trip up, whether it's the terrain or whether it's your equipment, look at what made you trip up, get it the fuck out of the way and continue on your journey. That is it. And so that was a message that I needed to receive. And I feel like I received it through watching the, um, the video of Oprah, because it made me understand like if big, big Oprah out here, who's done all of these things can have stalls and she can have moments of embarrassment in front of a large, um, audience of people who is anybody else, you know, we are all human at the end of the day, she's human. And she has all of her own things and she's going through all of her own things. And that happened and she picked herself right back up and she got on with it because it's not the person that lies down on the floor crying, 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 that doesn't want to get back up. Um, that's going to win this. It's the person that decides that, you know what, that hurt like a motherfucker, but I'm going to get up and I'm going to continue anyway, because that is what shows true courage. You know, not the amount of times that you get knocked down, but the amount of times that you get back up. So just bearing that in mind that even Oprah falls, even Oprah falls just reminded me that, you know what, it's fine. You just keep going. And that's what the death card to me in reverse represents here that, yeah, you might've taken some tumbles, but that, that was then, you know, clear whatever got in your way and keep going. And when joyous things come don't be scared that oh what if I embarrass myself so fucking what people embarrass themselves every single day you will not embarrass yourself like only you can embarrass yourself if you decide that I'm not embarrassed so even if other people are laughing you're like you're laughing at your father you dickheads and you just can't you can you know you continue and it is what it is so from the say your mind affirmation card deck the card that came out 
is I'm pouring into the divine cup that is me. Enjoy the sensuality of giving back to yourself. You are the source of your creativity. Replenish yourself fully and often. See, so it all ties in with this. And I just have to thank Spirit for always giving me like, you know, these amazing readings. Because honestly, I don't feel like it's through me. I just interpret what I see um, from what, you know, the cards that fly out in it. And so to me, this is just echoing what's there in the temperance card in reverse. Like you have to keep pouring in back into yourself because you are the source of all of this. You are the source of all of the beauty in your life. And anyone that you see outside of yourself that makes you feel a particular way about yourself, understand that you're generating the feeling within yourself. So you can decide whether you want to regenerate it or not generate it. Like it's up to you what happens within you. Like we call the shots when it comes to things like that. So keep pouring into yourself, keep that sensuality alive, um, you know, keep replenishing yourself, keep doing things that make you feel beautiful and remind you that you are worthy and remind you that you are enough and reminds you that you are beautiful. Like you must keep doing that. Um, the card that came out from the Marcella Kroll deck is growth. Um, I hit the mic again. I need to like reconfigure all of this higgy hagger that I've got set up here. Um, growth number 15. It says at the time of evolution and growth, um, a time of evolution and growth is here. You may be leaving behind outdated and antiquated um, relationships, mentors, belief systems, situations or environments. If you are inquiring about a situation or relationship, this card calls for a deeper commitment or a decision to let go in order to honor your journey. Um, and it says that knowing that and also know that all will be well and all is happening for your highest good. And this is what we see here anyway. But I think in connection with the rest of these cards and we go back to the death card um, in reverse and with this growth card, ultimately, again, it's that idea that things didn't go the way that you were expecting them to go. Things ended, things shifted, things changed, but everything was happening. So you'd have clear ground for what you're about to do now. So things had to die for new things to be reborn. And now that the um, rebirth has happened, you can't keep dwelling in the space of um, the dying you're not dead. You're not dead. Like you're alive. So behave like you're alive. Yeah. Behave like you're alive and get the fuck up is the message here and go and run towards your blessings, run towards the sun. Like don't burn yourself like Icarus, obviously, but he flew too close to the sun because he was being a pussy clerk. But you just have to run towards the sun, run towards that warmth. Um, remember to wear sunscreen. Yeah. Anyway, that's the reading for this week hope it resonated with ya um and yeah definitely do share your thoughts with me i can't believe how many messages i got last week about the reading the tarot reading then i'm so so you know thankful that it resonated with so many of you like it really stunned me my inbox was just going ping 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 so um yeah i'm really happy that it resonated with you and don't worry if these things don't resonate with you they never resonate until they do you know that's the way that i always see it like they never resonate until they do so those just keep doing your thing man so that's that for tarot i just wanted to jump into um share your magnificence so my first share your magnificence is um a letter actually let me go to zilettio um don't know why i opened that someone sent me um a suck your mum request i've got so many um, emails here. I'm just trying to get through them. So first letter says, Dear Kelechi, I am in awe of the magic you produce each week. Keep up the great work and I pray that you will never be without straws. Thank you. I'm a late listener to your show. I got introduced about two months ago, so I'm listening to old and new episodes concurrently. So I don't miss anything. Wow. Dedication. Uh, for Share Your Magnificence, I would like to big up myself and a friend of mine. My friend, Josh Berkeley, is a singer and songwriter. I first heard about him through an Instagram pro a post and it's been history ever since. He's so authentic when it comes to his music. Whenever I play it, it's always on repeat. He's fantastic and the world needs to experience his joy. He's on Instagram and Twitter as at Josh Berkeley. Um, here's a link to watch one of his more popular songs. Nice. Thank you for that two slaps on your chest, Josh. As for me, I moved to the UK about four years ago and it was a hard transition. I was able to overcome the sadness by eating poems and journals. She wasn't eating poems and journals. There's just no comment. So she was by eating poems and journals. 
Uh, I finally decided about seven months ago to create a blog promoting my self-love and positivity. It was an outlet for me, but when I started posting, lots of people messaged me saying how much they enjoyed it and it has helped them talk about issues affecting them. The blog is called Blog Fashion of a Nomadic Free Spirit. Here is the link to the post. Continue to be a light to the world for we need more like you. Best wishes, Laurie. Two slaps in your chest, Laurie. I'm loving the work that you're doing. This is wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing this with me and for sharing it with all of us. Greatly appreciated. And I've got another letter for from Anonymous. It says here, hello, Kalechi. I hope you're well. Thank you for dropping the episodes while still doing bits. It's very much appreciated. I have a Share Your Magnificence nomination and I know um, it may come across as cheeky, but I want to dedicate this to Maria Sharap. It's over. <laughs> While the world read white rags, we'll remember her as one of the highest paid tennis stars at one point, number one at one point, and a winner of five Grand Slams. We will remember her as the person who really thought after getting trounced over 20 plus times by an actual superstar, Serena, that she could still be considered a rival. So the Share Your Magnificence is for it finally being over for Shara Never. <laughs> After coming to understand that once her doping was exposed, she never, um, she, um, after she, let me go back. Um, after coming to understand that once her doping was exposed, um, she could never compete with Serena while she was pregnant or that she, after she returned from pregnancy, nor did she make it to the end after returning from her ban with Serena absent. Her retirement means that after some time, we will hopefully never hear her name in the same radius as the true star. She did it for us all. Well, really she didn't, but she's retired, so it doesn't matter. Side note, I have to acknowledge that I couldn't do what any of these tennis players do. So this isn't just hating on Sharapova is hating on the audacity that she and the tennis organization have but that's a different issue I wish you well Anon thank you very much thank you very much Anon two slaps on your chest for sending that through and I mean I would like to say two slaps on the chest for Maria Sharapitsova um but I think I'll give her half a slap that's all I give her because you know how much I can't stand her. Maria, go and sharpen your pencil. Anyway, I agree. Thank fuck that's over. Thank fuck that she's decided that, you know what, let me go and do something else. I mean, she'll make lots of money doing that as well. She was making, I think, quite a lot more money than Serena um, because of endorsements or whatever, because of her white blondness so let her just continue going making money elsewhere like yeah call it a day call it a day girl like you've been dragging it on because you can't be taking your performance enhancing supplements anymore you're now struggling you were struggling even when you were on them you were mediocre even when you were on them and then now you know you can't take them anymore so what can you do now I bet go and park yourself in the corner when I put up my tweet when they said oh Maria Sharapova is leaving tennis and I put up my tweet and I was like how can you leave something that you never entered come and see the trolls in my mentions about she won this and she won I don't give a fuck I said what I said I said what I said she doesn't she won't make an impact the same way that Serena did I don't care and she brought it on herself to be constantly comparing herself to Serena you're not Serena you're not Venus go and sit the hell down go and sit the hell down. So thank you. It's actually magnificent that you've decided, well, decided is a strong word. You've realised that it's time for you to pack your tennis racket away and go and sit, sit the hell down. Go and release like tennis workout videos or something. Go and do something else. Just go away. Just go away. I'm very glad that she's um, out of here. That makes me very, yeah, that makes me very excited. So my Share Your Magnificence goes out to this guy who, um, I mean, yeah, I'll explain why, because I don't really just like to kind of be dashing magnificence out to the whites, but, um, I'll explain. So in 2015, this millionaire, um, CEO guy raised the living wage of his staff to seven, um, $70,000 a year. By 2020, the staff grew, like doubled. The business grew three times and employees who chose to have kids grew four times. And employ, um, the employees who got to buy a house 
grew by 10 times and he still got his money like he's still cool so the reason I chose this person is because oftentimes when we are saying oh the living wage should be raised for people who are working these jobs pussy clarts will turn around these CEOs and sometimes these people that love living in bondage they will turn around and be like oh well you can't raise it because the the business will go out of business or you know whatever the company will go out of business shut up because that's the lie that you're being told again what I was saying about the tarot earlier you're being made to believe that all of this is some kind of scarcity that if you just oh my god if you happen to give people what they deserve and you just at least help them with this Oh, you're going to start lacking. You will, you will never lack. You know, you won't. I was going to go again to Miss Banks' lyric, but I won't. But you won't lack. So you, for you to believe that, it's just the lie that we're told that, well, if we gave you what you deserve, what are we going to do about everybody else? Give them also what they deserve, motherfuckers. That's what we would do. That's what we're meant to do. So... Yeah, he was chatting with his friend who he used to date. And I just think how the story set up is hilarious because he used to date this woman, Valerie. Valerie, why don't you raise the living wage, Valerie? But Valerie wasn't the one that needed to raise the living wage. It was this guy that needed to raise the living wage. So um, his name is Dan Price and he was hiking with his friend Valerie um, in the mountains and um, she was talking about how much she's going to struggle because her landlord is raising her rent by $200 and he started calculating the whole things and thing and he realised that rah, his workers, um, his employees as well, because he had a card payment company, he started realising that well they will probably suffer from living on the minimum wage that he had them on. He said he had them on that because of the recession or whatever. Um, Seattle's a very expensive place. Like Valerie's out here going, well, if my rent goes up by $200, I'm fucked. So Dan's like, oh, well, I wouldn't want that to happen to my friend. I don't know if she was just kind of like telling him so he could give her money, but maybe not. But anyway, so after she said this, he was a millionaire at the point and he looked at it and he thought, well, I've got, um, all of these people who work for me, he was earning $1.1 million a year. And he decided that, you know, well, I'm going to do something different. And I think um, they keep saying in this like article that I read about him, that he was raised in a deeply Christian rural Idaho. What I understand from that is that like he is racist as fuck. Like whenever they stress like really Christian, all I think is, yeah, uh them kind of wasps. I just thought, no, 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 no. But anyway, even a broken clock can be right two times a day. So he said, um, people are starving or being laid off or being taken advantage of so that somebody can have a penthouse at the top of a tower in New York with gold chairs, shade. Um, we're glorifying greed all the time as a society in our culture. And you know, the Forbes list is the worst example. Bill Gates has passed Jeff Bezos um, as the richest man. Like, who cares? You know, this is his quote. Um, and I just think that that is a very interesting point. And it's what I was saying earlier. Like, if everyone's working from a place of like greed and thinking, oh, there isn't enough, there isn't enough, then they're going to treat other people in a way that means, well, I, I can't think about you. I've got to think about me because there isn't enough for me. And that's not how any of this works. So he went away and like crunched the numbers and he arrived at a figure of 70,000 pounds, 70,000 pounds, $70,000 is what he would need to pay all of his staff for them to be able to live well like that, that would be their minimum wage. And so he told all of them now, and he was expecting all of them to like celebrate and everything else. But from the person he got in, inspiration from, um, I think he was, what's his name? Or them rather, it was um, economist Daniel Kahneman and Angus Deaton. That's who he got the um, inspiration from. And they basically worked out that um, an American needs um, a certain amount of money to be happy, you know, like to, this is the minimum that they need in order to be happy. So he was like, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do. So he promised them $70,000 as the minimum wage, only for him to discover later on that what they actually worked out um, from their research is that the amount that they estimated that people need is $75,000. So he was 5000 
down but at least like he raised it because the average person I don't know what they were even on when they were working with him but he raised it to 70k and he also started living on that 70k so he went from 1.1 million dollars a year to live in also on the 70k that he was giving them and I would like to see more CEOs and people do that like you're saying oh I don't know why these people are complaining especially with the members of parliament that we have in this fucking country they'll turn around and go oh well I don't know where people are complaining they can surely live off five pounds a week five pounds a week motherfucker can you live off five pounds a week oh yes well if I just you know bought a you know I I I I would just buy a can of baked beans and and a loaf of bread and um and 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 you know a carton of milk and and it would be spiffy really okay so the carton of milk that you buy to make the tea that you want to drink what electricity is going to pay for that hmm the can of beans that you bought that you're probably going to need to heat up how are you going to do that are you going to go out and start sparking um branches together to start fire are you going to rub stones together outside are you going to do that you're not going to do that so there are other factors that you need to take into account before telling someone that they should live on fucking five pounds a week yeah and i would like for them to have all of their things taken away from them and just be like here Live on the amount of money that you give people in this country as benefits. Go on. Live on the amount of money that you give people for disability allowance. You go and live on it and tell me how you survive on that because you wouldn't survive on that. You're even struggling to survive. You're saying that you've got to, you know, you've got to keep your money safe and, you know, think about your um, outgoings and stuff. And you've got like two houses. You're claiming everything through expenses, moving mad, fucking your maid, doing the most random things, whatever, impregnating the whole of England. <coughs> Boris just not knowing how many kids you are you have just doing whatever you like you're not really taking your position seriously but it's the rest of us who should suffer it's the rest of us that you're going oh well this is how much you have I'm sure you can make it work you brokies that's mad so I like the fact that he was like you know what me too I'll also be on 70k with everybody else so I know how it feels um he was struggling so much he was in some kind of banged up Audi that he's uh, the people who work for him got money together after he raised their um salary to 70k I think 12 of them got together and bought him a Tesla um which is nice it just goes to show how much they appreciated what he'd been doing um but obviously not everyone was excited that he was going to be you know, that he decided that he was going to raise the um, salary in this way. So two people left and they were like, oh, the company's going to fail. The company's going to fail. And this is what I mean. When you're doing something that's outside of the box, when you are following your calling, when you are working from a place of abundance, there'll be people who are so deeply embedded in scarcity and living in bondage that they will try to chat shit about you. And you've got to let people work from where they work from, innit? So they were like, oh, this is going to fail. This is going to fail. And they left. But look, Five years later, the company's thriving. Five years later, everyone's so much happier. And would you believe it? It almost seems as if, if you make sure that your employees are not worrying about money and you provide an environment that makes them feel like they are worthy, they actually do more work. They're actually more productive when you treat them like the fucking human beings that they are. Who would believe it? Not me. (laughs) Not me it's mad oh you know some people were scared to have children because it's like how am I gonna afford having a child now you know they're all out there having children they're buying homes they're doing things like they're more committed to being at work and all of these things it's not even he says that it's not like they weren't motivated before they were motivated but this just takes certain worries off their minds that allows them to work in a way that's more um I guess, conducive to the growth of the company and the company continues to grow. Obviously, there were some people who, this is what's mad to me, some card payment, um, some of the clients, the card payment clients were like, oh, well, I don't want you to have my business anymore because you're doing something frivolous with your money. So wait, would you have preferred that I was throwing ones um, in the club? Would you have preferred that I continued having this penthouse and living this um, luxurious life and squandering my money? Would you have preferred I was doing that instead of what I was doing, what I'm doing now? you know obviously I support sex workers so if you want to go and throw your ones in the club you do that as well but it's the fact that these are things that they would usually frown upon but they are now frowning on the fact that he frowning upon the fact that he said you know I actually just want my employees to have um, a good standard of living people are fucking mad they're mad they're very mad so while I'm not sure about his political leanings um because of this Christian 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 that they're throwing about Like I said, 
you know, whatever you, whoever you support, whatever you're doing, that's your business. But the fact that you looked at your employees and you treated them like the, the human beings that they are and you raised the living wage to something that they could at least manage and, and do something with, that makes me happy. So you can get maybe one slap on your chest because I'm not going to do two in case you're actually mad. I don't want to be pushing it, you know? So that's that for um, Share Your Magnificence um, this week. Going off on Share Your Magnificence and talking for, about that place of scarcity, I think it's really, really interesting. I'm just going to um, say this. Like I put up the post of my time in New York and it's funny how many people see the post and how many people, um, you know, click like on it. But the way that God would have it, some of these haters, um, and I'm going to call them haters, although I usually try to not use the term, but you have to be a hater. You have to be a very nasty person to be like, oh, I'm just not going to click like on that and and try to justify it to yourself when really the reason you're not is because why did she get that and I didn't? If you keep wondering about why somebody got something and you didn't get that thing, when your own thing arrives, you won't see it, you know, you won't see it and you won't be able to appreciate it because you're sticking your eyes and you're doing long throat over something that somebody else has got. Anyone who knows me and sees me on social media sees how much I'm jumping in people's comments going, yes, well done. This is amazing. This is this because I will always celebrate people regardless. And I wish more people would do this rather than trying to be stingy with, well, I know that they want to see engagement on this. So I'm just not going to engage with it. You're mad. And the way that you've scrolled past that thing, yeah, is the way that when you, all of your blessings, all of the things that you've asked God for, God will scroll past your requests in his WhatsApp group. He'll just scroll past it because you're rude. You're very, very rude. When God looks at his message request and he's like, oh, it's this one again that likes to um, not celebrate other people. He will just scroll past and leave you for another day because you're very rude. And I just thought I'd share that like in this March, in this 2020, try to be happy for other people. Make that a practice to celebrate other people without thinking of yourself and, oh, well, why didn't I get that thing? Because for everything that that you've seen them get, you don't know all of the things that they didn't get. Just like you, just like you. So when you celebrate and you work from that place and you're emanating and you're emitting a higher frequency, higher frequency things will find their way to you. But if you're operating on a low frequency of jealousy and just misbehavior, then that is all you're going to um, attract more things that will make you feel jealous and cause you to misbehave. Always keep that in mind. Just thought I'd share that on the random, um, on the random chance that, um, well, I don't think haters listen to this, but then you never know. So it's always good to just um, get it out. So anyway, I'm not even on So You Mad. This is fucking mad. <laughs> but anyway, before I get to So You Mad, let me just big up um, the show sponsors who this week is BetterHelp. And that's better, H-E-L-P. Um, and, you know, the reason I'm bigging them up is because, like I said, if there's something interfering with your happiness, maybe it's seeing other people doing bits and going to New York for little campaigns. And, um, you know, these things are preventing you from achieving your goals of going to New York and doing campaigns or going wherever the hell you want to go to, then BetterHelp will help you. They'll help you assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating with them in under 24 hours. So that means you've got enough time to go back and and actually click like on that thing that you were ignoring because of your jealousy. Um, It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counselling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise on BetterHelp's counsellor network, which may not be local available to you in many areas um the service is available for clients worldwide you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor you'll get timely and thoughtful responses plus you can schedule weekly video um, or phone sessions and you won't ever have to sit in uncomfortable waiting rooms as with traditional therapy better help is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available better help wants you to start living a happier life to day and me personally i also want you to start living a a happier life today so you can stop moving mad online so visit their website um you can read testimonials on there too and you can go to betterhelp.com forward slash mind that's better help h-e-l-p forward slash mind um betterhelp.com forward slash mind duh and join over seven hundred thousand people talking and taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. 
Special offer for all of my baby girls, baby boys and baby non-binaries. Um, you get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com forward slash mind. So big up yourselves, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this episode. That's betterhelp.com forward slash mind, betterhelp.com forward slash M-I-N-D. Got it? Good. Cool. So let's move on to, um, let's move on to So You Mad. So this week on So You Mad, I would like to draw us all to the realisation, um, re-realisation that Roman Polanski is still a um, he's still a pussy clerk. So he was um, given awards at the Caesar Awards recently. I don't even know what these awards are, but basically actresses ended up walking out of these awards because he was given, he won three of the categories. Um, despite being accused of sexually assaulting a woman in 1975, people are still awarding this man several things. So some of the actresses walked out of the Caesar Award ceremony in Paris, France, um, last week Friday, after Roman Polanski won an award for Best Director. The crowd responded to the announcement of Polanski's triumph with boos and shouts before female actors left the ceremony. Um among them was um, Adele Hanel, not our Adele, Adele Hanel, um, who recently spoke out about the sexual abuse she faced when she was 15 by another French director. So um, she says that the reason she's vexed is because distinguishing Polanski is spitting in the face of all victims. It means raping women isn't that bad. Polanski, who won a further two awards for an officer and a spy, is facing historical sexual assault claim against him. Last year, a woman accused Polanski of raping her in 1975 when she was 18 and the director denied it. He still wanted in the US years after he was charged with raping a 13-year-old girl in 1977. Despite pleading guilty to unlawful sexual intercourse with a minor, he was never sentenced as he fled the country. Um, in a statement released this week, the 86-year-old said, well, released last week, um, the 86-year-old said he had decided not to attend the awards because he feared for his family and their safety, for his safety and his family's safety. He claimed the ceremony had turned into a public lynching. So this is what gets me vexed about these things when people use terms like this. And I said it with the R. Kelly thing, and I think I said it with the Bill Cosby thing as well. When people use terms like, oh, well, um, it's like a public lynching. What the fuck do you mean? You as a white man, what do you mean? It's like a public lynching. Who the fuck was lynching you? And why are you conflating the thing? You haven't been lynched. You don't understand the gravity of um and and, and the, the literal violence of lynching so you don't know what you're talking about these black people were hung from trees they were they were hanged from trees yeah and and they had genitalia cut off and and all sorts and they were burned after being hanged like think of the vicious the vicious nature of all of that and then you're talking about well it's a public lynching no one told you to fucking be sleeping and and raping little girls like nobody told you to be raping people yeah so it's not the same at all. It's absolutely bad to me that people can just brush it under the carpet. Like women's bodies are so disrespected, like that it's just like, oh, well, oh yeah, he had a little bit of a rape here and a little bit of a rape there. The girl was 14. What, what the fuck were you doing? What the fuck were you doing? And there's video footage of him talking about, oh, well, you know, I've always been attracted to younger girls and younger women. You know, that's just my thing. no. No. And he's like, oh, I can stay away from um, being imprisoned in the US if I stay in countries where the um, age of consent is less than, what, 15 or something or less than, yeah, or something. So he can avoid, um, he can avoid being extradited or whatever the fuck. Like, it just makes me so, so angry that this is a culture and it's a thing. Like, just seen the other day that Carrie Simmons, who um, Boris Johnson is now engaged to, she's 24 years younger than him. Boris is 55 years old. This woman is 31 years old. What business do you have being a woman, being with a woman who's 24 years your junior? What business? When you were 24 years old, she was only entering the world. When you were 24... And so many of these guys are doing it. So many of them are like, oh yeah, you know, my girlfriend's 21 and I'm 50. My girlfriend's this, it's nasty. It's disgusting. It's actually disgusting. What would you even have to discuss with them? 
What could you possibly have to discuss? Oh, well, she's older than her years. No, she's not. You're just saying that to make yourself feel better um, about the nastiness that you're doing. Just admit that where you find life, where you find a new lease of life, it's been with a younger girl because it makes you feel like, oh, I'm attractive or and feel powerful. That's what... All, all of this is. It's not just about sex. It's about the power that you feel from having um, ownership of these um, these young women and and girls. And it's absolutely disgusting. So going from one rapist to um, another, Harvey Weinstein, um, I see, has now been found guilty. Um, and I'm very, very excited about this. So I just noticed that all of the people who were like, oh, wow, well, why is Harvey still out there? Why is Harvey still out there? But R. Kelly's in jail and Bill Cosby's in jail. As if you want all of the rapists to just be out on road. That's what you want for all of them to just be out on road. That That's, that's what would make you happy. It's not like you're saying, oh, all of them should go to jail. It's more like you're saying, oh, well, if the white ones can stay out, outside why do the black boy uh, the, the black ones have to be locked up well here you go you little bitches here you go you fucking idiots now he will also be joining them in jail for a very long time do you like that but then i again i don't think it'll be very very long time because they said that he could get anywhere between five to 29 years uh when he's sentenced i think it's march the 11th <sighs> so i think um he's uh, lawyers or whatever will try and get him like the minimum term and I think they're even already trying to appeal the cent- uh, the um, the ruling I think they're already trying to um, appeal it what's funny is that we were there um, we my family and I were there the day that his court case was happening where they um, had the court ruling so we were walking through Manhattan at the time and we looked to the right and we saw loads of tv uh trucks and everyone like lined up on the side so many tv networks and we're like oh what's going on there and i silly i was like oh maybe it's someone like trump or someone silly not knowing that it's harvey weinstein that was there to be um told about his he told about his clerk so yeah i'm very very glad that he has been found guilty because you know justice needs to be served and it just goes to show you that white black whatever color you are whatever ethnicity you are if you do find yourself loving the violation of other people's bodies you love violating them you need to get got and i'm so happy that you know one of the most powerful men in the industry at one point has now been gotten and i hope many many others follow suit many others um are gotten in the same way because it can't continue. All of this madness cannot continue. We can't um, expect for women to just be perpetually unsafe everywhere they go. It's it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous to me. So, haha, Harvey, and um, I want to say haha, Roman Polanski, but people need to get their hands on him first, um, and then I'll be able to say haha. Anyway, that's that. Moving on to straw of the week, aka suck your mother. My two straws go out to the police this week um, in different um, countries. So my first straw goes to the police in Orlando, Florida, when they arrested a six-year-old. And if you remember, this isn't the first time that they've arrested um, like a, 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 a child, um, a young girl. And it really unsettles me. So it says here, police in Florida have been filmed using zip ties to restrain a six-year-old girl who tearfully pleaded to be let go. Kaya Roll's family released the body cam video showing her being arrested at a school in Orlando after allegedly throwing a tantrum in class and hitting three members of staff. Kaya is uh, heard crying as an officer puts the zip ties on her wrist. No, 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 don't put handcuffs on, she says, before being led out of the school. Please just let me go, she sobs. What are those for, Kaya asks about the zip ties in a the video. They're for you, police officer Dennis Turner says, before another officer tightens them around her wrist and Kaya begins weeping. Help me, help me, please, Kaya, please, through tears. As she's been walked to the vehicle, she cries, I don't want to go in a police car. A second officer who has not been identified responds, you don't want to? Well, you have to. Please give me a second chance, Kaya says. The video shows the officer lifting the sobbing girl into the back seat of the police vehicle and putting a seat belt around her a short time later officer turner returns to the officer to talk to school admin uh, returns to the office to talk to the school administrators who appear dismayed by what they have witnessed in the school office he tells them that the juvenile detention center where kaya is headed is not like you think 
The six-year-old was taken to a juvenile detention centre and charged with misdemeanor battery, according to reports. Prosecutors dropped the charge the following day. Um, Officer Turner was fired after an internal investigation by the Orlando Police Department in the wake of the incident last September. Um, Orlando Police Chief Orlando Rowland said um, at the time the police officer did not did follow department policy of getting the approval of a watch commander to arrest someone younger than 12. Oh, he did not follow the department policy of getting the approval of a watch commander to arrest someone younger than 12. Kaya's grandmother um, released the arrest footage in hopes it will convince officials to set a minimum age of 12 for arrests in Florida. I just don't know what kind of idiot, what kind of fucking prick thinks it's justified to go and arrest a six-year-old girl. You're arresting her for throwing a tantrum. What the fuck do six-year-olds throw? Is it not a tantrum? You're arresting a six-year-old girl. So first of all, I want to say suck your mother, you fucking pricks, to the to the school staff who called the police in the first place because the police were called. The police didn't just like materialise. They were called. So somebody that works in that school thought it was justified to call the police on a six-year-old girl. So somebody in that school needs to burn in the hottest pit of hell you fucking prick then the police now arrive so even if this person is a pussyclaw you're now a pussyclaw squared because you showed up and then you thought yeah okay fine yeah we are going to arrest her the reason you have to use zip ties why is because the handcuffs are too small which tells you you shouldn't be handcuffing her in the first place so you now use zip ties on the girl and then you take her away. What kind of how do you, what kind of trauma have you just inflicted on this girl? You're taking her in a police car at the age of six years old and then you're charging her with misdemeanor battery. So already she's got a record and she's only six years old. This is what I mean about the way that the school system across the world, they criminalize black children. In America, um, Brazil and the UK, especially are the ones that I'm focusing on when I say these things. They criminalise black children from a very, very young age. And then you're surprised by the disproportionate, um, you know, rates of um, the inmates in in these um, prisons and everything being, you know, black and brown people or black people especially being overrepresented in these um prison um systems this is why because from a young age you're already telling them that they're criminals if you can call the police on a six-year-old what the fuck will you not do a six-year-old black girl throwing a tantrum it doesn't even sound wild to me but the thing is if it was a white girl throwing a tantrum i'm sure you would not have called the police on a white girl you would have never dared to call the police the police on a six-year-old white girl you, you would have you wouldn't have tried it because you would have seen how ludicrous it is. But black girls are not considered to be girls. Black girls are not afforded childhoods in, in this Western world. They're not. They're not. That's why, you know, whenever they're abused in any way, people will talk about, oh, well, they're just fast or they're just this, they're just that. You'll find a way to blame these girls. You'll find a way to blame these children because in your eyes, they're not deserving of vulnerability and therefore they're not deserving of um, being considered to be children. And it just really makes me sick. So this officer firing him, cool, I'm glad he's been fired, but now I need him to fire in the pits of hell is also what I need because disgusting, absolutely disgusting. And the same goes for the same goes for whoever the hell called the police in that um in that office like you, you're in, in that school office you're all mad together and then now you're looking shocked you're looking dismayed because she's now going to be taken to juvenile detention so she had to spend what the day or the night in juvenile detention as well so you're already introducing um, introducing her to these institutions and then you'll be sp- surprise later on when she goes off the rails as you would like to call it fuck all of you fuck all of you and fuck everybody out there that does not want black girls to be safe that does not want them to have childhoods that does not want them to feel joy that does not want them to just be children fuck you all you pricks fuck you oh so then my last um straw goes to um the police in Wales. So that was the police in Orlando, Florida. And now I've got a straw for the police in Wales because they too suffer from a madness um, like no other. don't know what's now happening with my internet. I keep hitting this mic, but we'll get there um, 
in the end. So I'm just getting this up. It says here, um, the suspect of the person, the, the person suspected of killing um, this teenager, Christopher Capessa, won't be charged. And his mum, Christopher's mum, says that um, police and CPS, Crown Prosecution Service, are racist. And I agree with her. So it says here, the mother of a young teenage boy found dead in a river has accused South Wales police and the Crown Prosecution Service of institutional racism over a failure to prosecute anyone in relation to her son's death. Mountain Ash comprehensive pupil Christopher Capessa, 13 years old, could not who could not swim, died in the river um, near died in a river near Fernhill on July 1st, 2019. South Wales police initially concluded there are no suspicious circumstances surrounding the teenager's death, but the case was later taken on by the force's major crime investigation team. Christopher's mum, Alina Joseph, told a press conference um, that they have been told by the Crown Prosecution Service that there is insufficient... Um, no, by the Crown Prosecution Service that there is sufficient evidence to support pros- prosecuting another young boy for manslaughter. She said the CPS told her in a letter there is evidence another child pushed their son into the river, but they have decided not to prosecute. She said the CPS told her the suspect is mature and intelligent for his age and had a good school record, no convic- convictions or cautions, and there was no public interest in prosecuting. Why? Of course, there's no public interest in prosecuting a white boy who's pushed my son, God forbid, pushed this little boy into the river and he's died. Of course, there's no public interest in doing that because the public, the majority of them are white. And as far as they're concerned, this little black boy's life doesn't matter. And that's what makes me sick, because isn't this what happened with Shukri as well? these young black children are following these white children and they're going near lakes and rivers with them and they're being pushed in and they're being killed and the police service are basically going oh well that's a shame sorry nothing we can do about that it's absolutely disgusting and somebody should be prosecuted and again oh he's got no convictions and he's got a school record I don't give a fuck he can now have a bad record how about that because he killed a child he killed another child like as far as I'm concerned something needs to happen there you you can't just kill people and it's okay like he knew what would happen by pushing the child pushing Christopher into the river he knew what would happen he knew that Christopher would not survive so therefore the intent was very very clear he was very very clear on what he was doing but again you will do everything you can to protect white boys f- from the violence that they inflict white children you'll protect them from the violence that they inflict um at the what distress and and at uh, you know at the danger or detriment of black children and it really really makes me sick it really 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 makes me sick there's no public interest in prosecuting him prosecuting him fuck you all fuck you all because this is now the second child that i know of in the past couple of years who has died from being pushed in the river by white children the second black child that i know of and and i i don't get it at this point how are we not seeing a correlation how are we not seeing a trend it's mad. It's absolutely mad. And my heart goes out to the mother and to Christopher. Um, you know, I, I pray the angels are, you know, looking after you and surrounding you because this wildness that's happening is absolutely, it's absolutely mad. I can't, I can't take it. So fuck the police in South Wales and fuck the police in Orlando and Florida. Fuck you all, you dickheads, because where you should be doing your job, you will not do it. But everywhere that you should not be doing your job, that's where they'll find you, you pricks. Ugh. Anyway, so that's that for this week's um, episode of SYM. Um, Remember to like, rate and review the podcast like Sally tells you to. Um, Remember BetterHelp, you can jump on there. Use your 10% discount for your first month. That's betterhelp.com forward slash mind. So go and use your discount and live your best life or start living your best life. And follow me on um, at Kolechnikov or at Say Your Mind Pod. And I love how much all of you are tweeting about the podcast. It's looking healthy. It's looking wonderful. I really, really appreciate you all. And I should be coming out with more podcasting bits for you in the week. Um, but so keep your eyes peeled. There might be other bits happening for you to enjoy. Um, and that's pretty much it. I've been Kolechnikov for. 
And this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, suck your mum. So all of you take care of yourself. Keep your hands moisturised, unlike my brother, who had to be told by a white girl that his hands are dry. <laughs> anyway, that's it for this week. Peace. It's the Ben's Brunani woman. It's baby boys, baby girls. You need to hear this. If you sit down, sit down. Receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea. We are go sippy here. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.